The Real Food Reel is proudly sponsored by Melrose Health. Founded in 1979, Melrose Health has been delivering improved health over three decades by developing natural, delicious and innovative health foods from the best natural and organic ingredients. Their healthy kitchen oils range has just launched and includes my favourites, liquid coconut oil, grass-fed ghee and avocado oil. Visit melrosehealth.com.au or check out at Melrose Health on Instagram to learn more. Welcome to The Real Food Real. I'm Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. We're shaking things up on the podcast and each week I am joined by our cast of experts, including Kirsty Worth, Phil Maffetone, Kale Brock, Ali McLean, Katie Pettuccini, and so many more leaders in the fields of real food, gut health, sports performance, holistic wellness, and optimizing your health, metabolism, and longevity. While you're tuning into today's episode, would you take a screenshot of your smartphone and share it on social media with the hashtag RealFoodReal? I'd absolutely love to know that you're tuning in. And while you're there, why not share this episode with a friend who also needs to hear our information goldmines and aha moments. Sharing the show means we can continue our mission of simplifying nutrition and showing the world that health starts with what you choose to put on your plate. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Real Food Real. In episode 213 of The Real Food Real, we are joined by Yoko Inu to discuss herbal tonics and medicinal mushrooms. Yoko is the founder of Melbourne-based organic raw food and living cafe, Shoku Iku, and is currently studying Campo. The desire to feed her newborn daughter and herself healing natural foods led Yoko to discovering the importance of the relationship between good health, diet, and lifestyle choices. You will learn about the role of herbs and how to use herbal tonics to support your health and wellness goals. We discuss medicinal mushrooms, including their immunity, adaptogenic and anti-aging benefits, as well as the importance of correct dosing, sourcing ethically and so much more. Hi, Yoko, and welcome to the show. Hi, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome. It's your first time on the show. So I'm really excited to share your story and certainly your knowledge with my audience. I'd love Mm -hmm. for you to start by telling us a little bit about yourself, like your personal journey and where that's taken you professionally. Yeah, sure. Um, So I started my like health journey when I was pregnant with my daughter. So that was about 16 years ago now. Um, I wanted to feed her and myself natural food. So I got really into like healthy food and you know, cleaner lifestyle. Um, from there, I studied macrobiotic. Um, if your audience is familiar with macrobiotic, but it's not so much of the diet, but it's more of a philosophy of lifestyle. You know, we talk quite a lot about yin and yang and energy of the food and how everything is you know like kind of connected to the universe and you know so it's a bit of like a spiritual kind of uh, diet practice so I was practicing that quite strictly for about two years and um, then I studied holistic nutrition and it opened the door to raw food 
Um, so macrobiotic diet is pretty different from raw foods because most of the cooking is uh, like uh, most of the meals are cooked food. But I just love the raw food. I just got so much energy from it. And now I have an organic raw food cafe in Melbourne. Um, and along the way, I picked up the love for tonic herbalism and superfoods and super herbs and things like that. And I am now studying Kampoi, which is uh, Japanese traditional medicine, a bit similar to Chinese medicine, but it's a Japanese kind of version of it. So I um, put together all the knowledge of you know the herbs and superfoods and other holistic nutrition that I've studied into our cafe menus and you know other product offerings. Yeah, beautiful. And obviously, yes, you've got quite um, uh, quite an offering in terms of the cafe, which I'll get you to share a little bit more about. But also, you've developed a range of products. So, yeah, talk to us about the cafe, and then where you've gone with what our audience can like purchase and learn online. Yeah, well, thank you for that. So, um, I suppose at the cafe, you know, everything is organic and everything's like gluten free and plant based and raw foods. So, it is quite different from you know what other cafes offer. So, I suppose you know it is it's really healthy. But what I get really excited about is the um, mixing these um, healing foods and drinks with superfoods and tonic herbs. And I suppose because I came from like Japanese background as well and it affected me more than I think I knew at the time. So, you know, when you go to the hospital in Japan, there's like a campo or Chinese medicine chemist in a Western medicine hospital or I watch my dad doing moksha himself or going to acupuncture and my grandfather was my grandfather was like a bit of health nerd like I am. So he used to like mix his drinks with like this crazy like herbs and stuff. So I kind of grew up like eating um, food, I suppose food as a medicine. Um, and I just wanted to kind of offer that to the people in Melbourne as well. And I suppose I started um, collecting these products um, that I wanted to use because I could not find them anywhere in Australia. So I had to like, you know, search them on the internet and import them internationally. So I was, you know, was sure that there was a market for it and people were interested and they could just get them locally. Yeah, beautiful. So you've done the hard work for us. So, yeah, yeah I guess, definitely. yeah, <laughs> what, um, what do you think it is about tonic herbs that excites you the most? Is it really just the, you know, obviously the health properties and how natural it is to improve your health? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely that too. Um, but there's something about tonic herbs or medicinal mushrooms that we're going to get, uh, we're going to get into that are so magical because they have been used for you know more than 2,000 years and often have some beautiful stories around the herbs. There's, you know, there's stories around um, how they were discovered and you know, things like that. And that really kind of excites me um, to learn all that. And in olden days, these herbs are really rare and it's really hard to, um, hard to source. So... Only people who could get to those herbs were like 
powerful people, you know, like emperors and kings and, you know, queens and, you know, those people. Um, but and because they had the power and they had money and they had, a, you know, the people who could go and, you know, get them for them to um, do that for them. But um, in these days, like, we can actually use these herbs you know like in this like modern society that can get a bit crazy we can use those like wisdoms of these emperors and you know those ancient wisdoms to um, optimize our lifestyle so it's not just like um, medicinal properties that I am into it's just more this magical like wisdoms and intelligence that they will teach us that I, that gets me excited. Yeah. And so yeah. And another thing I suppose that excites me is that how um, most of the tonic herbs or adaptogenic herbs don't just address one issue or it's not just one directional. So for example, if you have a really high, um, high blood pressure, it will like bring it down to the normal range. Or if you have a really low blood pressure that's not healthy, it will bring it up to the normal range. So, you know, as I said, they are intelligent herbs. They go into your body and knows exactly what needs to be done to, um, to I suppose, to make it um, balanced and nourished. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. And obviously, yes, with the whole adaptogenic nature, they are very clever. So bringing mm. the body back to equilibrium. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. And that's, that's just, that's fascinating. Yeah. And so what about mushrooms? Because medicinal mushrooms are definitely something that have, I guess, been brought into the real food space. I guess maybe three, four, five years ago, you can probably tell me when you first started to see them becoming more popular, but um, tell us more about them and, and definitely how they differ from standard mushrooms that we'll be buying from the supermarket or um, fruit and veg yeah sure so um, usually when we talk about the mushrooms you know we are talking about those culinary mushrooms like button mushrooms and oyster mushrooms and those mushrooms we use them to for um, I suppose their nutritional benefits like you know amino acids or vitamin B or maybe some vitamin D but medicinal mushrooms are consumed for their unusual compounds like polysaccharides and um, tryptophanes and things like that are proven to be health-promoting. But sometimes, you know, like shiitake can be uh, culinary mushrooms. So you can, you know, you can eat them. They are edible, but also are medicinal mushrooms. So, but um, some of the medicinal mushrooms like reishi and shaga you can't just go to the forest and pick them and eat them because they're like really hardy so you have to do uh, extraction to be able to just get the medicinal properties out so i suppose the main difference is that like the the edible mushrooms you eat them for um for a pleasure <laughs> i suppose in your meals but uh, medicinal mushrooms you eat them for the health benefits so chaga is obviously one of the more popular ones, at least that I see, that has become a little bit more commercial. So can you tell us more about that? It's like obviously where it's found, but what it can be used for specifically? Um, chaga, chaga mushrooms, mm-hmm. did you say? Okay, so um, chaga is one of the, I suppose, top 
um, medicinal mushrooms and very high in antioxidants. So, um, you know, they're all... All the medicinal mushrooms are great for immunity because of their polysaccharides, but shaga is very high in antioxidants. The antioxidant that's quite unusual called SOG, superoxide dismutase, and which is an enzyme that reduces free radicals. So, um, you know, if people are kind of looking for mush- mushroom that's quite anti-aging, then I would probably recommend shaga. Yeah, but it's really interesting because, uh, you know, the chaga grows on, on a birch tree usually and the, they extract the benefit of birch tree. So um, I suppose I want to get, get into the products that you look out for, but, you know, you want to get the chaga that's grown on birch tree because that's, the, that's where the medicinal property lies. Yeah, beautiful. So we're looking at immune system support, um, yeah, really supporting, like, I guess anything where antioxidants are going to be beneficial. So I can imagine inflammation as well. Yeah, definitely. So I think because just because I didn't want to overwhelm your listeners, I picked four top mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So if I could just maybe go through them. and. Yeah. I think after that, and people can decide which mushroom would be, you know, be the one for them to start taking. Of course, please do. Yeah. So, as I said, shaga is one of the top four, and uh, reishi is is the other one. Reishi is my my favorite, actually. Um, so, reishi is especially good for um, a stress reduction. And it works, it works on your um, endocrine system and has a calming effect. But actually, before I start just going, yeah, go, uh, going on about the medicinal mushrooms, I just wanted to just touch base with this philosophy of tonic herb. It's called Three Treasures. Is it okay if I just go through that first? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think that will kind of help the listeners understand what I mean um, when I say it works on your spirituality or works on your, uh, you know, your kidneys and, you know, things like that. So three treasures is the philosophy that kind of addresses different kind of energy in the body. Yeah. So there's Jing, there's Qi, and there's Shen. And Jing is more of like endocrine, your kidney essence, that's your core energy that you get from your ancestors. So some people are born, like born with like uh, a more jing and some people are born with less jing. So those people who are quite fragile and get sick pretty easily, they might have less jing to start with. So they really need to look after it. So it's usually stored, stored in kidneys and um, associated with the hormones and adrenals and creative and sexual energy. And your chi is like your everyday energy, and sometimes called the prana. And those chi is, um, especially you, when you eat good foods, when you sleep well, when you drink really good water, and you accumulate beautiful chi. Um, and your shen is your spiritual energy. Um, so those like jing, chi, and shen, when they're working really well, and you, you know, they say that you've got this amazing balance of health. So if you kind of uh, look at in kind of candle analogy, so wax of a candle is your jing 
and the flame of the candle is your chi, your prana, and the glow around the candle is your shen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're like, you know, using too much of the flame, you're using too much of the chi, you're, um, you're, you're using up all that jing as well. It's like your savings account. And, and, but if you're not like burning the candle as, you know, just too little, there's not much glow. So you're not like, you're not making an impact in this life and you're not living the purpose. So it's all about balance, but just, you know, um, but, you know, that they, that they are herbs that can actually promote or you can assist your jing energy or your qi energy or your shen energy. So just going back to um, reishi, reishi enters from your heart and from your lungs. So lungs is more of the qi, your prana energy. Um, so it works on your immunity because that's so immunity in digestive system kind of works with chi so yeah reishi works with your digestion your works with your everyday energy and works with your shen as well so that's why this like calming kind of grounding feeling when you take reishi comes from so that's reishi um so we talked about shaga and the next one is cordyceps so cordyceps cordyceps has been quite popular among uh, athletes and you know people who do a lot of um, physical exercises because it's known to boost your energy and help the body utilize oxygen and enhance blood flow and it's also used to speed up post-workout muscle recovery so you know if you're um, doing a lot of um, workouts and if you're really busy then cordyceps might be the one for you mm-hmm. um, and definitely cordyceps is a chi herb because it works on your you know, everyday quick energy. But cordyceps is quite interesting because it is a parasite. So that means like if you, if you get a wild cordyceps um, in the forest, they actually took over an insect and sprout themselves a fruiting body using the body of the insect as a host. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. If you Google, like, the image of cordyceps, it's, um, it's crazy what you can say. It's really mm-hmm. fascinating. Yeah, um, but wild cordyceps can be really expensive. So if you're getting them from a shop, um, in the, say, a powder form, it's likely that it's, uh, it's grown in the lab. But the good news is that even um, from a testing, lab-grown cordyceps are tested to be as effective as wild ones. So, yeah, so it's, it's good. Um, and the la- mm. Yeah, another one is lion's mane. And this mushroom has been really popular as well. And a lot of my friends, like entrepreneur friends and business owners, they have been uh, big fans of these mushrooms because it's unique in the fact that it can help the production of nerve growth factor and myelin, um, which is the insulation around the uh, nerve fibers. So they are uh, really important for brain health and it's been shown to improve short and long-term memory concentration and it can improve cognition. So they are my four top medicinal mushrooms. 
Yeah, beautiful, very popular and definitely ones that we're seeing commercialised, as I mentioned. So what I want our listeners to understand is how we use them, like where I saw Mm. them first become quite popular was in the coffee mixes, like with brands like Four Sigmatic, which are now, Mm. you know, known worldwide. But what's your Mm. preference and and how would our listeners incorporate these, these mushrooms? Yeah, sure. So it does depend on how sort of like what sort of forms they come in. Mm-hmm. So it can be a powder, like Four Sigmatic, it's an extract powder. Uh, or you, you can get them like a whole mushroom. Mm-hmm. Or you can get them as just like a grounded uh, mushroom. So it's mm-hmm. not extracted, but just ground powder of mushrooms. Or you, it can come in like a little bottle, like a liquid uh, extraction bottle. So it does depend on how you, you know, like how, how they come. But with an extract powder, you can use it in, because it has been extracted already, all the active ingredients are in there already. You can just put them in a coffee or you can put it into smoothies. You can make it into, you know, even like bliss balls and desserts and things like that. As long as you take it in, it's okay, right? But I suppose my favorite way um, is to just to even, uh, I mean, especially when you start taking for the first time, I would really like you to just taste the mushrooms because that's it, it's just so magical. Like, you know, if you take it in something that and you don't even know that you're taking it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a different experience, right? So even for the first time, you just have it with a, as, a, as a tea. So mix uh, just uh, the powder, like extract powder with like warmed hot water and drink it that way. It's, it's um, I think it's really, it's the most magical way to experience it. But, you know, anyway, you, you take, it's fine. Beautiful. So that's the extract powder. Yeah. Mm. So obviously, yes, it's, um, you can, you can drink it as you've mentioned, you can use the powder or the liquid in any of your like raw recipes, like you say, protein mm. bites. So I love the way that it can be, integrated into our food and into our beverages so it's a really great superfood to complement what we're already doing but really elevate those health benefits so i can see yeah definitely and yeah um and traditionally too though like say in in china or in asian countries we used to make soups and congees and stuff like that with the herbs you know, so yeah, just just include them in your diet. You can even make it into dressing or you know desserts and drinks and things like that. It's not as scary as you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a really important point because for you, like culturally, it's something you've always done. It's definitely mm. to me, it's quite new in the Western world, but obviously, yes, they've been around for probably centuries, I can imagine. So really interesting. And obviously our listeners can think about, um, you know, of the top mushrooms you share with us, what they might start with based on those health benefits that you did share with us. But um, are there any like contraindications or things we need to be concerned of when it comes to medicinal mushrooms? Uh, not really. I think that's mm-hmm. a really cool thing about it. Um, mm. There's like tonic herbs that um, I will me- I'll, I'll mention, like medicinal mushrooms or even tonic herbs that we carry. So that they are tonic herbs. So they are known to be safe for uh, most people. Of course, not everyone. You have to like go with, you know, with your gut, with your body. 
um, but most people end stay for long term. And even I say reishi, it's okay for you know people who are pregnant or even for babies. Um, but you know, like say on the podcast, I suppose I can't really say it's safe for everyone. So yeah, please do talk to your professional, you know, um, consultant, and see how you go. Especially if you're just starting out, then um, you know if you've got some some disorders and you know, taking medication and stuff like that, and just talk to your doctor and do what they say. Yeah, I think that's a really important part. Um, there is like when it comes to reishis, there are some people that believe it's important to avoid ratios during like pregnancy and breastfeeding. Mm. Whereas um, there are a lot of medicinal mushrooms that have been used for a long time, like as that adaptogenic herb, which can be really beneficial for a pregnant woman, but we want you to obviously yeah, speak to your professional before you take advice. Um, yeah. That applies to everyone because mm-hmm. you know, we obviously don't understand your entire health picture. So please do keep that in mind. Yeah, um, yeah. No, everyone's really different. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's another herb that's supposed to be really amazing adaptation called Rhodiola. And I've tried so many times in a different way. And every time I take it, I feel sick, <laughs> you know? And I just don't know what it is. But sometimes your body doesn't vibe with a certain herb then it's okay you know there's so many other ones to explore so (laughs) yeah definitely and what about the the whole sort of harvest harvesting conversation you know Mm -hmm. occasionally I'll go out to um hike in out at Mount Macedon or something like that and there are people that are collecting something and I think they're collecting mushrooms what are your thoughts (laughs) on that um from a health perspective, but also like if there's some environmental sustainable considerations as well. Yeah, oh, I love that you've mentioned that. Yeah, definitely. Like wild harvesting is really cool, and you know you get into the to the nature and you you know really working with the nature. But what I suppose what needs to be um, you, what you need to be careful is that you're not taking everything. Mm. Well, so um, because medicinal mushroom has been so popular to um, the individual people as well as like a big companies they just go into the forest and take in all the mushrooms mushrooms are there to nourish the forest and nourish the nourish the trees and you know it's it's so it's uh, an important part of the ecosystem so even say if you harvest chaga they say not harvest the whole chaga take half and leave the half but they can still grow and they can still nourish the the tree. And also um, you have to know how, like if they are aged enough for the harvest. You know, it's like going fishing. Don't take the young ones, right? Just take the ones that are fully matured. And it's not really um, beneficial when you're just taking the young mushrooms anyway. But, yeah, if you, if you don't know, I might just take them mindlessly, but it needs to be grown to a certain size and a certain age to be beneficial for you and for the environment. So you have to be mindful around that too. Yeah, and what about the dangers? Like how much research do you need to do to make sure you are actually getting sugar and not something that might be lethal? Oh, yeah, like not taking a med- magic mushroom is these days. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't um, know how to pick it. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to be, uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's better if you, for the first time, 
you take a friend who uh, is a really who's knowledgeable mm-hmm. around that area. But that's the thing, isn't it? You just don't know if you're getting that if you're getting the wild ones. It's it's so great. Like the skin, the wild mushroom has got this like really beautiful, robust energy in the wild, like any wild plant. But you don't know if you if you don't know what you're getting, then um, yeah, I probably wasn't advised with you to do that. Yeah, lots of beautiful products online that um, where the work has been done. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I wanted to give you the space to add anything else that you think is important to cover, um, but yet yeah, also to share anything about your business and what your plans are for the coming months. Yeah, well, thank you. But yeah, definitely I'll just like to uh, list or uh, make a list of things that people should look out for when they're looking for products. So now I'm, I'm, just, I'm kind of talking about extract powder. That's how it usually comes. And if you're just getting a grounded, like ground, grounded mushroom powder, don't bother unless you're actually extracting the mushrooms because usually like medicinal mushrooms are really we, we cannot as like humans we cannot digest medicinal mushrooms so you have to somehow extract the active ingredients so it can be either water extraction just by boiling into tea or making into like alcohol extraction the best way to do it is to do a dual extraction so you've got you know um you get in, uh, water insoluble and water soluble active ingredients in the final product. So, if you're getting a product, don't. Um, if you're not going to extract yourself, don't just get the grounded uh, mushroom powder. Just get the dual extracted powder, and also um, fruiting body. So, fruiting body of the mushroom is the the part that you can see. Um, and mycelium is a part that you can't really see. But some products, they just use mycelium of the mushrooms and not fruiting body. And a lot of like, scientific research have been done with mycelium and it's still great. But fruiting body is about like, three to four times more um, active in, have uh, more active ingredients in fruiting body. So look out for fruiting body. And also, if you're getting just mycelium products, they usually just ground up, um, grind mycelium and, and growing uh, like uh, sources like sawdust and rice and things like that and then sell, sell that in a bottle. So you're not like getting the pure mycelium. So always go for fruiting body, dual extracted products. And um, if you can get the herbs that's either wild crafted or semi-wild crafted, um, except cordyceps, and it has to be kind of in a, uh, done in a lab and that's okay. But, um, I mean, there are a lot of like reishi, and especially I suppose reishi, grown on um, sawdust and rice and even coffee grinds and you know things that it's it's fine for like an eco ecosystem but it's like you know eating um factory farmed animals that have been eating corn and soy and you know things like that mushroom is not supposed to be eating rice or grain or sawdust or coffee grinds yeah so the ratio needs to be grown on a dual wood log 
how that's how it's naturally grown. So look out for um, herbs that's not grown, um, yeah, grown on co- um, coffee grinds and you know other things. Good. And then, yeah, anything else you want to add? But definitely direct us to your online home and what you've got coming up. Yeah, sure. Um, so we've just released um, this beautiful alchemy blend um, herbal supplements that people can kind of take into their smoothies and, you know, elixirs and, you know, things like that. Um, or we do have a little bit like single herbs like cordyceps and reishi and other tonic herbs too. So once you start kind of experimenting with medicinal mushrooms, I'd love you to um, start experimenting with other tonic herbs because they are pretty amazing too. Like astragalus, amazing for immunity, don't quite female health, um, epimedium for like sexual robust and um, all that stuff. So, you know, just maybe go to our website, um, shokuikuaustralia.com and you can find all the herbs that um, they are available. Yeah, lovely. So I'll definitely pop those links in the show notes. But thank you so much for sharing your knowledge today. It's a really interesting topic and yeah, like you've been encouraging our listeners just to start gradual and, and find what works for them. I think that's a beautiful place to start when it comes to herbal tonics and medicinal mushrooms. Thanks again. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening, team. Make sure you dive into the show notes over at thenaturalnutritionist.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, Before you go, can I ask you a favor? I'd be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I personally read every review and comment and love hearing your aha moments and takeaways from each episode. Together, we can continue to spread the real food love. See you next time on The Real Food Real. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.